Okay, welcome to the latest Ale La Rouge podcast uh, for the Liverpool Echo, and I'm joined by regular guests, Cup Season ticket holders Keith Colvin and John Nicholson. And I'm delighted to say we've been joined by the Spirit of Shankly chair, Jay McKenna. Uh, it's the Spirit of Shankly's 10th anniversary, which we'll go into later. But anyway, it's Liverpool FC. That's what we're going to be talking about. And Jekyll and Hyde, Liverpool FC, returned with a vengeance on Monday night. So we had that wonderful win against Manchester City, then succumbed to the bottom of the league, Swansea, who Man City beat at the Liberty Stadium in December 4-0, and Spurs cruised to a 2-0 victory there recently. In fact, even Everton beat Swansea 3-1. <laughs> so what the hell is going on? Is this, Keith, is this a return to the Jekyll and Hyde Liverpool? I mean, we had a great run, 19 unbeaten, but I think... Within the first few minutes of that match yeah, on Monday, you get it. You got a sense of oh no, this, we've seen this game yeah. before. You know? So how did it work with lads? And you're exactly right. You know, you could say I said to them before the game, Keith. I said you'll see what's Liverpool saying enough after a couple of minutes. And it was funny that I thought Tottenham the night day before the Southampton were the same actually. They went there and after a couple of minutes of watching that game, we thought Tottenham were enough for it, or they didn't seem to be at whatever you want to call it after races. And Liverpool again, Sheffield and I, whatever you want to call them. Within 10 minutes you knew the front three didn't seem to click, they didn't seem to be close enough, they were just seen to drift through the game. I thought Ronaldo was the wrong decision to play, I thought he had a great game against City, but that game wasn't the game for them to be honest yeah. And we just did, we, as you know, we said before, we just drifted through the game. It just seemed to be, to, at the very start, it didn't seem to, be to have any no intensity. No. The passion was, you know, it was last lost there. It was, like, it was as if, why are we playing like on the Monday night? Yeah, it's like a training match for and me. Was, yeah. And obviously all Swansea needed was a bit of encouragement and that, and he got it off us. Then the crowd got behind him, and then obviously he got a bit of um, momentum going, and he never looked back for them. He didn't look like he was going to score all night. Jay, did you have the same uh, feelings? I mean, it, it just felt like it was never getting anywhere. It, and it's fairly hard to say this because it, it almost sounds like you're saying it, you know, after the show and you're, you're making it, you're trying to find reasons or excuse it, but. It does make you think, you know, what is our plan B or our way of trying to not just break these teams down. I don't buy into all the Coutinho stuff because if you'd have had Coutinho against Swansea, he'd have still been playing all of his football in front of 11 of their men. They got back so deep and it is the kind of thing, I almost wonder if it's the, the way we set up with the, with the forward line, you know, should we have tried to, to get him behind faster? Should we have had, you know, Danny Ings when he come on, I'm not saying Danny Ings then, so he should have started, but a forward who busies himself and was running around chasing their centre-halves and we didn't have that intensity from other players we were waiting to try and find passes us play passes and they were happy to just get back in and it just it, you know, I was thinking oh Liverpool will turn up second half here and maybe do something second half didn't look like they were, were going to do it um, I think if they don't score that goal it's a very different game though yeah, I, think, yeah. I think they're still sitting back trying to maybe you know get a corner I think they maybe a bit more but once they got that goal they were just happy to sit there and soak it up we went wide too many times and tried to get crosses in but didn't even try and get them in high yeah. always low it's like you know there's a thing against playing against a team like that who are happy for crosses to come in trying to put low crosses in consistently you know and Andy Robinson that we've been getting against City all those crosses seemed low or over hit yeah. not an ever sort of you know at the point where one of their defenders is going to have to header it like Van Dijk and we might get a, a, a bit of some scraps and then you know some do you remember, the shots. <coughs> do you remember years ago where Rafa Brises used to say used to compare like Liverpool's uh, used to compare like Chelsea when they win the league to like a Ferrari 
and Liverpool to a clapped out BMW who could you know it were okay on the bends but yeah. on the streets uh, you know you, you just couldn't catch the Ferrari well uh, Swansea managers Cavalli say, was saying uh, well Liverpool a Ferrari so at least we, we're, we're viewed as a Ferrari now but yeah. John I mean there's a traffic jam in London he was he was using these analogies yeah. of a traffic yeah. jam in London surely Liverpool needed a bit of width I think on Monday a bit of width well that in, in some ways is what we tried to do to, to play with with the full backs um, and, and play around them but, yeah. but it didn't work because we didn't have any quality crossing particularly from Gomez yeah. when we did get that, those chances yeah. and and those chances to put those crosses in were few and far between. In in many ways, I I, I blame the midfield more, the midfield three yeah. of, of Ronaldo, Chan and, and Chamberlain because they didn't offer anything in terms of any extra quality or any extra pace that that we we were lacking. Yeah. You know, Swansea from the very first ball, ball being kicked, it was quite plain. They were saying. You can have the ball and you can have it on that halfway line. Yeah. You can have it all day because yeah, yeah, yeah. we're staying here. Well, you, you beat us, and and we and we just we we did clearly failed yeah. to do that. I was only saying after about half an hour, to, I, was, I was with with me sometimes. I said, you know what, Swansea now think they've weathered the storm yeah. because we've done nothing, and they're now going to come out yeah. and they're going to look for their chance from a free kick or a corner yeah. or their chance to whip the ball into the box and if they take that chance we're going to struggle yeah. to get them yeah. out of this game so, and it's exactly what happened how do you think then? I mean it was so obvious in the first half that you know we didn't have any pace down the flanks but how could they've how could Klopp have changed that? Would he, I, I, was it was it crying out for, um, for Trent Arnold? Was it for crying out for him? Because Gomez was having a bit of a stinker, no, wasn't he? I think. Gomez, yeah, but I, I think you know, picking on what Jay said about uh, Danny Ings, I think what he should have done, he should have put Arnold out for half time or yeah. just back half time. Drop uh, Firmino back and throws Ings on because Ings makes different runs and Firmino can pick a pass. Yeah. There's no one as John saying pick it up in the midfield. Yeah. Certainly Sam wasn't doing it. There's yeah. no one who was passing the ball to make make them look. As if someone's going to do it, and the thing when English come on, he busied himself. He snatched at his chance. He should have really scored that. But, yeah. but, but our midfield was basically just playing safe all yeah, exactly. the time. Yeah. Whenever, whenever they picked the ball up, by and large, it went back to the centre half or it went out to the fullbacks. Whereas if you watch these other teams against the Swansea's of this world, whether it's Tottenham with Ericsson or or. Chelsea with Hazard but, but with them they, they've jump. got players who pick it up and move the ball but also they've got players the front three our front three invariably come towards the ball yeah. they? they've got players Tottenham, Chelsea they've got players who run the other way and, and make the demands up to someone to pass the ball to and it then stresses their defence because they don't know whether they've got more goal and that, that was the problem on, on Monday we, just yeah, had we, we didn't do that enough we, we didn't move them around we did a little bit in the second half but not at all in but, the first but half. don't you think I mean there was, there was like two great opportunities there was the uh, the Van Dijk pass the loop pass over the over the defence to Salah most times he puts that ball in the back of the net doesn't he? and also right at the very end the cross for Firmino and that you know it's a different game then isn't it but it was just just, just think Liverpool just ran out of luck it's as simple as that I think there's a quality thing in the front three I, I, I think they just didn't have a, lots of players didn't have a good day and I think if if you get Chamberlain playing like he did in City or being able to do that or, or some things coming off board that's slightly different one of the things that concerned me was the sloppiness of some of our passes the crossing we talked about but we play a pass into the to the forward sometimes, and what you 
there was times where I was thinking, we've got to have some shots in the edge of the box. Not like the ones we had, but thinking, we've got to try and take a shot here. But what you're thinking is, playing into Firmino's feet, get it back off from on the edge of the box mm. and have a dig. Yeah. And there were a couple of times we had a shot, and the keeper's wrong-footed, and it went out for a corner. Lots of the times, though, when we played it into Firmino's feet, or Salah's feet, mm. less so Mane, I think he, he, he felt a bit, I don't know, he seemed a bit cut adrift at times. Do you think the pass a... back off them never made yeah. it to a man? Yeah. So if Channel and Aldo Chamberlain played the pass into Pingy, whether it was the run they made, the weight of the pass, the pressure from the man mark, you, 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 the, you know, the centre forward, yeah. that pass never made it back. And it, you were talking four or five yard passes. Now I think of a couple of times where you think it's that, if that when Aldo Channel or Chamberlain picks that pass up on the edge of that box, the eye take a shot, or. Salah or Firmino or Mane can spin off them and get in behind little slide pass and they're in on goal that it, it always broke down on them short little passes and I think people just had an off day do you think yeah, he, do you think he played the wrong team then or do you think he didn't he didn't I have the go, he didn't have the, the you know he didn't have the idea of how to change it because it, we just seem to be doing the same thing well, this, this over the, and over again. Well, it's not that changed before. Whether we got, I don't think we got a plan B because our plan A works against most teams. Yeah, yeah. We've seen that, and you know, we've had this conversation more than once, obviously, yeah. about when teams sit back against us and we don't seem to have any clue. I just think, I think, as you said, so many players had a poor game. Yeah. But that's what the whole idea of having the squad for. He should have changed it earlier. Yeah. Vinaldo was the second, so it wasn't his first. Yeah. Chamberlain went off first. Yeah. No, I didn't think Chamberlain had that bad a game. I think yeah. he's more of a threat going forward than what Vinaldo is. Yeah. He should have changed, should have brought Milner, because Milner, although he's a bit slower, he's better He's better than all things together, and directing is better. Mm-hmm. Chan just gets caught in possession like he did again. Chan had a great game against yeah. City, but he's back to his old ways again on Monday. So whenever getting caught in possession, make him foul after foul. Yeah, do you think we've got to give Swansea some yeah, credit for defending so well, or is it just the well, ball didn't drop for us? Well, 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 yeah, 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 you've got to give him credit. But I do think there was an element of bad luck and misfortune in it. But without doubt, the main problem was just too many people on the day just just didn't perform. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, we didn't we didn't see anything really at Carriers. We we don't know how he's gonna. No. You know, I mean, no, he, he didn't had nothing see to do. He, he, had he had one do. save in the second half. From yeah. I think I think it was fairly comfortable. Yeah. He didn't make a save in the first half. I think they had but, two, two efforts on goal. But, but the Matip, keeper played well. Yeah, didn't yeah. drop anything. No, and, yeah. You know, but Matip and. Um, uh, Van Dijk were more or less playing it in their half yeah. most of the game, weren't they? What, what they were, they were as well. over the halfway line most of the game. You know, what it was what to me, which may be, I don't know whether he done it on purpose or by design or just the way he played. Is that the fellow who made Mark Salah basically man marked him and he had a good game against him. Yeah, he stood up to him. He didn't let him turn. I know Salah's yeah. strong, but, and he seems to just sort of get him out the game. Yeah, because he's one of our, obviously our biggest threats. Yeah, now, whether doesn't see him pick up on that, I don't know. I mean, this is the surprising thing. I mean, no, the surprising thing is that we had 21 shots, but unusually we only had four on target. You know, which is, you know, I think think Swansea had three shots with two on target. We had 72% possession, and I think it's been the stat men were out after, or the stat people were out after the uh, after the match and saying when Liverpool have that type of possession, you know, they don't do as well. They only they had less possession against Man City, City yeah. but obviously, um, and it's all about how the team set up. I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have blamed Klopp for going to Swansea on Monday and keeping it tight and defending and let Swansea come out. It might have been a game of chess, similar to the the derby with Allardyce when he came and just sat. That's what Swansea were like. They only yeah. had a five or a six at the back at the time. Yeah. 
they had three centre-halves who were playing wing-back, but then the midfielders had tuck in, and it was just a block of players. Lots of times they were in their own third, their own third of the pitch, and that's really hard to do. Well, that was the... uh, that was the analogy, one of the London traffic. That's what yeah. he kept on. Well, and that well, probably was in their minds, wasn't it? Just well, get in the way. Yeah. points, and they've got to do what they've got to do. I wouldn't yeah. criticise them at all. It's down to Liverpool to think. It's not as if it's a new thing. This Liverpool. Exactly, and, and the stats are right in that we have failed against these teams. Yeah. With, 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 we played these tactics. Um, I, I do feel myself. It was. I wouldn't have when I saw the team I thought yeah okay let's have that team happy with that Yeah. so I do think it's down to the midfield three really they weren't good enough against Man City you saw Wijnaldum and Chan and I actually thought after the game where did we, when did we sign them two players because yeah, I've never yeah, seen yeah, them play yeah. so well, they, were, they yeah. were a revelation big game massive well, game well, well, but, you know, viewed all around the world you know, and they put that type of performance yeah. in against Swansea it's not the same it's not is the same. it and the, and the manager said after it we made it easy for, for Swansea we made decisions that they wanted us to make so but, but the stats are there and we've now got two games coming up where we've already played these two teams twice already and against West Brom we had 72% possession yeah. at Anfield last month <laughs> don't and mention and, and, and against Huddersfield we had 70 or 75% now I know you'll tell me that we beat Huddersfield 3-0 which yeah. we did yeah. but the first half against Huddersfield Dyer, was no Dyer, difference yeah. to the 90 minutes against Swansea yeah, yeah, yeah. so so Klopp's got a yeah. well I think West Brom fits into this John as well West Brom does it, that's what doesn't have to be the size of the night because obviously they're going to West Brom are coming there thinking I don't think their concern is going to be the FA Cup too much I think if they can progress they can progress but I don't think it's their priority they're going to want to get safe fast and create a buffer I, I think this was the difference with City City played on the edge at times and Liverpool are really good when we play on the edge but on, on Monday night there was none of that it doesn't have to because Chan had all of it in front of him yeah. so Chan wasn't having to charge around the pitch and get something and I think when you're charging back to get the ball because someone's attacking there's an intensity and an energy from you to turn around and get on the front foot because City are forward let's get into yeah. that space Chamberlain done it really well against City it led to his goal yeah. get the ball drives at them uses the space Swansea just stayed in front and they yeah. were almost saying well, go on see what you can do yeah. what we should have maybe decided to do a bit more of looking back is you know do we try and go diagonal in behind? Do we change the full-back? Do we, do we put Salah wide, put Ings in, put Salah and Mane as wingers? Do we try and go in behind them and have our midfield pushing up? We almost should have dared them a bit earlier yeah, to yeah, say, exactly, yeah. you know, go on, see if you can pinch something. Let's play three centre-halves. Let's play no wing-backs. Let's, let's play three defenders. Do we, no. but did, you ever, did, you, did you ever, throughout the night, we were all saying, watching it, we're not going to score here. We're not going to score. Say, we, could, say, we could play all week and we yeah, wouldn't score here. And we took the difference, you know, talking about the, you know, every game you, you can reel off with the stats and all that, 75% and all this. I would suggest every one of them games, I'd say 45 or 50% of that possession is in our own half. Yeah, yeah. It takes too much time to get it from the goalie up front, and that's partly down to the back foot, three, four, the midfield, but also the people up front are going to make do you think that's, movements and a bit of Keith, do you think runs. that's a mentality thing? Yo, against Man City, you could tell. The players were all up for the game. Course, yeah. There was an intensity about the play. Against Swansea, it was like literally watching uh, a practice match. That's it was like watching a testimonial, thinking, why aren't we trying to move the ball around? And, you know, maybe they, they were told to be patient, and maybe that was their mentality. Well, Klopp does be tell them to be patient. 
but he it just that didn't have that patience, be, patience and being pedestrian and we're pedestrian yeah. patience just doesn't bring incisiveness Man City are patient with the ball when he gets teams like that but they moved them now yeah. by movement yeah. and pace and they're more yeah, incisive with the passing you know I mean? yeah. whereas our passing is square their passing is more and up and down the pitch it's yeah. just each other exactly yeah. and we just as you said before Jake they take chances when Man City play it's always like there's always someone going to just nick in and get the ball off them and then they go bang it away, aren't they? Well, look, you know at City, look at City against Newcastle. They experience this, but, yeah. but because what City do is they wear you down. Yeah, we yeah, never yeah. made Swansea work as hard yeah. as that. Because what City do, they turn them down and let them go yeah. towards yeah. the goal. Yeah. Everything's in front of me, play. City have had those type of games, as oh, you yeah, say, against chance. Bournemouth, they they had against Newcastle, but you'd always knew they're going to get this goal. They're going to get, get, get it. They're going to get a goal. Liverpool had a couple of chances, obviously but, we deserved them. Mourinho scores that edit. We, yeah, we, we deserved, I think we deserved a draw. Oh, easily. We yeah. deserved a draw. Firmino's edit, and the same with Salah, a bit of composure from him. Again, yeah. an injury yeah. time yeah. at the end of the game. Yeah. If he squares it, Chance man, he scores. Yeah. But, you know, for a shot. Are you of the opinion, John? I mean, I was saying this last summer that, you know, I want Coutinho to go through a bit of a bad patch <laughs> to put Barcelona <laughs> off. Are you of the opinion that you're quite willing to see Salah go through a bit of a bad patch or is that like just ridiculous you know because you know as it means to put off other to, 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 put to put off, off yeah. Rehammer's it yeah. I think you know he has three or four bad games you know, and like uh, it puts them off, you know, because well, I was thinking that, to myself, if you had Real Madrid scouts at that game on Monday, they were going, they'd be going, no chance, you're not having them. But unfortunately, they're not that daft, are they? They didn't know over the season that he, he was. He's had a good season up to now. Oh, yeah, you know, brilliant he, you know, he season. He started the season slowly, didn't he? Yeah. But he, he's obviously progressed very quickly, a lot better than what most of us thought. But I, I don't think Liverpool will sell Southern in the summer. No, but my comeback will be better. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll do that. I'm not to sell Coutinho. No, 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 I think it would be a rebellion, that. wouldn't and it? And I think yeah. also it's that, it's that it's people are expecting a significant turnover. At, yeah, but yeah. we're expecting to improve, not to like... But, 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 no, but even at Madrid, I think the reason he's yeah. been linked in is they're expecting a significant yeah, turnover at Madrid. They're struggling. Uh, yeah. You know, Ronaldo going up and Zidane. Do you think it's a case after watching Monday... That we do need to strengthen in, in this window. Well, I think that's always I mean, been the case, Peter. You know, obviously, it doesn't look like unless something's up the sleeve. It doesn't, like sleeve. Sleeve. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. No, no, it, it, it doesn't look, look like it's going to happen. But no, but we should be looking yeah. to do it. Yeah, you know. Yes, I mean, there's there's one thing that was still missing on Monday, which 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 hasn't been mentioned because it might seem like sour grapes. But it's the performance of the referee again, who wants to Swansea crowd got behind the team when they were 1-0 up he was given decisions because they were shouting yeah. for them he did it three or four times in the second half and again in the first half the one cross that was whipped in by Robertson it ricochets and it's Firmino on, on, on the arm, on the arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the referee says that's a free kick now Firmino's hand doesn't move to all he just hits him no, no. but in the second half when Danny Ings has got his chance where he pulls it across the goal with the shot which wasn't a bad effort but the ball actually came to, to Danny Ings from the defender's arm in exactly yeah. the same situation where the ricochet yeah. is up into Danny yeah. But that's not a penalty. But my point is, we didn't have a player in the first half who went to the referee and said, what are you on about referee? That was not on ball yeah. against Firmino. And it wasn't it's against the right. player. You're right, John. Well, I think you the Swansea player got back, but you're right, it was, that was incorrect. You're right, John. It, it, it brings me to me point. It wasn't on ball against Firmino. Yeah. On another, outside the box, and if it's not looking like it's going in, that's not, he doesn't blow. Brings me blow against Firmino. And where were we complaining Brings me to me next point, John, that Chan was captain. 
he was captain. We've had like a ro- not only have we had a rotation of goalkeepers, we've had a rotation of captains. Coutinho was made captain, um, and I think it seems to be the player with the most number of games just made it, uh, available. I think that's what it's, well, it know, seems to be. I'm not sure. It can only stand that's that's the truth. Do you think that's a fact that we are rotating captain? Because Milner wasn't playing otherwise, he would have been captain. What, what do you think of the value in that? Is there any value in it, or is it just confuse things? There, there isn't any value in it. No. And I think it's clearly um, he's looking for the person who's been there longest. He yeah, yeah. With Coutinho. And I think in one of the papers, the Echo maybe suggested on Monday that if he does what he did with Coutinho, it'll be somebody like Channel. Yeah, yeah, him, yeah. Know? But it's futile um, to, to even think that he's given him a to make him stay. No, I don't think that's I don't think that's right. No. I actually think. See, I've seen a bit of criticism on Twitter for this mainly around Shambi and Captain saying that, you know, why, you know, if this is a player who comes from one, one, one place to what doesn't run through brick walls for Liverpool. And, and I get this frustration with the contract thing, you know, I think if, if he signs a pre contract this month, I don't think he should play for Liverpool the rest of the season. I, yeah. I think Liverpool should make that point. I don't think you can. Because I don't think you can plan. I think we should only use him if we need him. Yeah. And I think given the captaincy's a question on that. In Shan's defence, and I am a big fan of him, Shan. I don't. I think he can be that player that you sometimes need in a captain. Someone boisterous, someone who will argue with the opposition, yeah. someone who will be a bit of a snipe. And you know, we've seen it when what, what game was it where he kicked up Leicester? Yeah. Where you know we made sure he there kicked is, out of play. There is a player in there. It's just yeah. being consistent. And I think there's a captain in there, but yeah. I think you're right. He shouldn't have been captain on this occasion. It does seem a bit. Yeah. I think, you know, I Who would you make captain then, Van Dijk? I would make, I would make Van Dijk well, captain. I think Van Dijk I, I, I would, yeah, 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 yeah make him Van Dijk. And I know he's only been there uh, two minutes. Yeah. But, but, you know, and, and on Monday, you could argue, was he man of the match or was he the villain? Well, it was just yeah. the, the no, mistake. He, he did two slices, if you like, that gave yeah. Swansea the two corners, one yeah, yeah, corner yeah. to the other corner, that, and then the header, then that the gave end. him the goal. Yeah. But he also created... Our best chances yeah, to, yeah. to Salah with the, with the kick over in yeah. the first half, to Firmino with the header in, in, in injury time, mm. um, and also his own header, which is only only mm. just wide. And, and, and in his defence on the slices, lots of them crosses are the ones that used to cause us problems. Yeah. You're thinking, oh, that's going to bounce here, and we're going to be good to get yeah. heads on it. Yeah. So, if, yeah. if, uh, who was you made man of the match then? It's very hard to pick a man of the match. I'd probably made Van Dijk man of the match. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think. I think the echo made uh, Robertson. I think James P- because he's just said he didn't do anything really spectacularly wrong. Yeah. You know that's the only reason he picked him. You know. How daft is sound? You know, pick him and what James just said. The one thing about Van Dijk, whether he made mistakes or not, what he did do more often than not, which most of our defenders don't do, he took the basics right. He gets he cleared the ball without yeah. any any issue where you think, oh god, that's going to cause a problem. If it needs to be cleared, he put it he put it in the stands. Well, the and head, that's what he wants. Well, the head that, yeah. that sets them up. Carragher was talking about this on Monday night footy really at half time, but Van Dijk shouldn't even have to win that. Is he? No, no. But he knows. None of these have even jumped here. No. So yeah. he goes and deals with it, and he manages to win it over three Liverpool players and two yeah. Swansea players. Four, four, four and, he's, and he's unfortunate, not just with the yeah. head, but that. The Swansea player in it. Yeah, Fernandez tries to control it. And yeah, it doesn't, it yeah. doesn't even pass yeah. it, it just hits him and that motion just turns to Swansea. Plenty of good times, that bounce takes the box. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that, you just took command. The biggest problem with that again. I didn't remember Carragher and Redknapp having a bit of spat at the start of the season about Liverpool defending. And Carragher put him in his place basically because he said at the time, it doesn't matter who you put in there, you can put the best defenders in the world, but the way we defend is only, you're going to cause problems. And I think that comes to the fore on Monday. 
because as you say, Van Dyke's is not in his zone, but he sw- yeah, yeah. see the problem, he's trying to get there, yeah. but the fellas who were there aren't dealing with it. And so, yeah. and that, what Carragher said at the start of the season, it's still happening, because we zone him out. If the ball doesn't land where Van Dyke is, you can't get near it anyway. Mm. Yeah. So what's what's the point in that? You know what I mean? That's, that's what the basic character was. Well, he did get himself. I think he got himself positions to deal with the stuff on. on no, he the, did. Probably, probably against. Um, or, or, or the old that he gets given to defend. Yeah, and he made sure he didn't want to get there. And, and he was composed, and he's looking around himself all the time. And he's talented players. He's talented players. Yeah. he's a leader. He's a definite leader. You know, rather than but like being captain of Liverpool Football Club. Used to be a massive thing, didn't it? Yeah. Now it just seems to be getting passed around, like like uh, Neil Shank Ruddick got, used to pass did, the did, pound coin round. Didn't you know? Shan get me captain when someone went through my off through the week? He's been captain of the whole time. He's been Ad- addressing the issues with the referee when he's clearly given decisions that he shouldn't be given because he did well, on Monday night. Did, I think you uh, see that with again. Milner, John, when he's captain, he's on the pitch. Milner does go to the referee. Yeah. That's what I'm saying about yeah. Milner to me. If you're gonna, he should have played Monday. I know he's a bit slow, but he should have played. You know, Monday. I'm not sort of advocating like that, that we get on referees' cases, like you know, Chelsea's oh, yes, you know. <laughs> but, but you know, even against Everton, yeah. uh, Rooney comes on second half, he's being booked already. Yeah. Uh, um, and he comes on and he's walking on with the referee, having a good old chat with him. Yeah. Five minutes later, he takes Gomez from behind, and the referee should really be booking him for the second time, and he's up. Yeah, but yeah. the referee doesn't, so I'm sure it's because of this well, little that's chat and that's things. That's experience, that you know. What I'm saying, Keith, is we, we haven't got a player that no. does that. No. No, do you think? Um, mm-hmm. Do you think? You know, obviously we had, we had to. Uh, I watched the uh, Liverpool West Brom game in New, in New York. In Carragher's bar in New York, and I think you know it was like a really dull match, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, do you think we're going to have the same problems? On, on are well, we going? Are, are we going to blame from well, think, from that game? I or think more we... importantly, as Jake picked up before, I don't think West Brom will probably come there with the same intensity of the same team. Yeah. So could they? They got bigger priorities. I, I what do you think, think Liverpool? I mean, no, exactly. Because Liverpool, to me, look, this 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 competition now, along with the Champions League, great opportunity. Should, should be our, our priorities. I think, yeah. You know what I mean? I think I think Liverpool best players. Well, this is my. Well, my can for, Huddersf- for Huddersfield. Uh, I think he'll. Yeah, that, he can I afford think to do it as long as he does obviously that he's safe in the right areas. For me, I'd give Danny Ings a look, or even get him thing going. Um, Solanke because yeah. he's a different option because they're going to sit back and yeah. they're the same players you need and it's yeah. a bully them out of position or make runs that you don't feel comfortable with you play with the same three again just going to do the same 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 and coming towards the ball they'll just sit there do again. you think West Brom will do a similar thing well, I'm not sure they'll break us down or do you think because it's the cup they'll think, well, I think like Everton came out for the cup Everton crossed the halfway line didn't he yeah. in the cup I'm not you sure know. that West Brom <laughs> will concede if you like in that respect because there's a bit of momentum at the time to build, and momentum will get them points in, in the long run. And I'm not sure who they play on Tuesday night, actually, but they must have a game Tuesday or Wednesday. I'll be surprised if he doesn't make a lot of change in party to his team. And as Jason, I think we I mean, I hope he does, because if Rondon plays, I mean, he bust us about in December, yeah. he, he bust Everton about on, on Saturday. He yeah. should have won at Everton with yeah. Rondon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd like to see him not playing, if, if you know what I mean. And yeah. Rodriguez, yeah. I'd like to see them out of the team. But, but would you, John, would you play out of the the cup? I mean, obviously, we've got two competitions that we're still in, you know, the FA Cup, Champions League. Obviously, Champions League is going to play its full-strength team and it's going to go for it. But 
the FA Cup is a, is a trophy we could win. Yeah, and this team, we should be making this team, every effort to win it. this team needs a trophy. Yeah. Klopp yeah. needs a trophy. Klopp needs to win. The, the club needs a trophy. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, you know, uh, Arsene Wenger had a little dig about that in his press conference to speak about clubs that haven't won trophies for years. Like, yeah, yeah. at least he's been winning FA Cup, well, yeah, my, and my, we should be making an effort to win it. My, yeah. my mates, my mates are, are blue in Wenger. We were talking about this, and his uh, his other Arsene, uh, Arsene fan, and he was saying, he said it. He was saying last night watching the match, he said, you know, Arsenal have got that in the DNA to win trophies. You get to a final, and you think you're going to win this. You're just going to win. You just half expect you're going to win it. But grudgingly, it's the same with Liverpool. You know, we said, I'm expecting you to get to the semi-finals of the Champions League because you just know how to get yourself through this competition. And then at that point, it's anyone's business. Yeah. And I think Liverpool, you know, should treat the FA Cup the same way, but I just don't think we will. And I, because I think if Liverpool had got West Brom in the third round, I think Klopp would have made wholesale changes. It wouldn't have been the same team that started against. Yeah, it's done everything. At Everton, yeah. and I think you might now be thinking we've got Huddersfield. I think Liverpool should be able to make enough changes to rest some players, but the players should be able to players love, you know, they all talk about it. They love it when it's at the business end and they're playing, you know, Saturday midweek, Saturday midweek, Saturday midweek. We we've got this we've got this round, you know, hopefully avoid the replay, but this round and the fifth round before we even play Porto. So we shouldn't be worrying about players being fresh for Porto. You know, start Danny Ings, maybe rest for Mino, play one of Man and Salah, put them on the bench. Yeah. Completely move on. Put them on the bench. Chamberlain yeah. plays. Miller comes in. Oh, well, the, the other, the other, the other, the other, the other argument is play a strong yeah, team, win the game, win the game, off. and then take them off. Yeah. I mean, that's what Liverpool used to do. You know, you know. To me, Liverpool, whether it be Klopp the manager, does matter the manager. If you need to start winning trophies, yeah, yeah. And this is an opportunity to win a trophy. There's no two ways about it. Because obviously, the only thing, obviously, you go through teams are starting knocking each other out. So you don't know what can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. Obviously, you wouldn't. I think if we'd have beat Swansea, we might, maybe would have, maybe wouldn't the rest of the players if we'd have beat Swansea. But now he's thinking we've got to be, beat Huddersfield to stay yeah. in or around fourth. But you know, I, yeah, I want us to be in the Champions League. But you know, there's lots to play in that. I want us to, you know, I want us to get through against West Brom. You get a great FA Cup tie. You can get United or someone else in the next round, maybe. I want to see Liverpool go to Wembley. I want to see Liverpool win a trophy. Players, yeah. too, too many players yeah, I think in the last it's, 10 years. Yeah. It would really, it would really take the pressure off Klopp as well, wouldn't it? You know, on, it would on, certainly on, take the Klopp on off. On the selfish note, I hope we don't get to the final, actually. What? Because my, yeah, wife, my wife has chosen to book our holiday that weekend and I can't <laughs> I go. Know, I, hope I, I hope we don't get there. I hope we get there, <laughs> just for that easy keep. I'm not best pleased. We're leaving so an empty seat on the couch. We're hoping he's going to play. Yeah. We're hoping he's going to play a strong team yeah, against West Brom. We're hoping he's going to go through. But then we've got Huddersfield on the Tuesday. Yeah. You know, it's another bit of you know, it's another banana skin in many it's, of these. It's it's the same as Swansea game. But I think with Huddersfield, yeah, I think they'll come and have a go. Yeah, I think they will. Uh, I, I can't see them. Si- I, don't I don't think, think they'll sit they back. They might do a little bit more because they did it like against Man United and they beat them and they were. Quite aggressive and in the yeah, yeah. It's when they've been beaten by Man City and Tottenham. What's them games at home? They had a goal with both of them teams. They didn't just sit there and yeah. accept defeat. But, but against, I think against United, I think again, it was something like um, 75 25 possession, you know, for yeah. Man United. So so they are prepared to concede yeah. ground and let you have the ball and just, just work hard to, to well, stop you. Well, you'd like you. to think that we've learned our lesson from Monday, only time will tell Well, this is, the way, this is the way I look at it. Yeah. That's why I mentioned it before, because we've got potentially two games now on the run where Klopp said we played into their hands. We know what they're going to do. Well, you've got two more games coming up now, and it's up to you to get us to do something different well, yeah, in, in terms of either selection. 
or the way we play, or, or, the, or the tempo, or, or the combination. Yeah. I just think I just so, think we're too slow against them team. Them type of team, we're too slow getting out. Yeah. yeah, but I think you're right. I don't think Huddersfield will sit back. I think Huddersfield will be aggressive. I don't think he's got it in him. The manager to sit back really at home. It'll be well. in a better atmosphere. And I think you know it's. Not, it's, you get, you get, it's you say that, but if you think back to the to the game at Anfield, Huddersfield showed absolutely nothing up front. No, no. Whereas at least for Lions when we played Burnley, and Burnley were the same at Anfield. Yeah. Yeah. Sit, sit back and then at least they showed a bit more ambition. They scored off their first attack, by the way, I, just like Swansea. I, I just think it's like sitting with Huddersfield, Burnley being in, in the, the league for a couple of years now, so they got used to it, haven't they? I think Swansea, I think certain teams. Still coming to Anfield and freeze a little bit. I think Leicester did the other year when they won the league. He froze a little bit. I mean, we did one you know what I mean? So I still think there's that order about Anfield that puts people off sometimes. Burnley got used to it, haven't you? They've been coming for the last couple of years. And they give us a game every time they come there, you know what I mean? There is a bit of speculation. Would you expect maybe Sturridge to? To show in one of those games, West Brom or Huddersfield, because well, speculation is he's he could be on his way. But yeah. I think it'd be absolute madness to sell him in this room, <coughs> unless we're getting someone in. You know, and it doesn't look like it, we are. It would, it would be madness if he's fit. Yeah. The, the only thing about it, though, you talk about it being madness. You know, say someone comes in with an offer to buy him, rather than take him on loan, they sell him straight away anyway. But what's the point in keeping him if Klopp doesn't fancy him? If Klopp doesn't play him, even though he's fifth, what's the point? Yeah. He might have played. I, I, I made up. We brought things on Monday. Yeah. I made up. We bring Salanki on. Then two players want to play for us when they when they get on the pitch. Yeah. Stories is added. Is that what it's all about? Well, for it's me, not it's about a, ability. It's about. No, no. Well, Stories is ability. Is 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 overweighted by the fact that his his, his uh, attitude yeah. yeah. So his ability is a waste of time. He's yeah. got to have both. You know what I mean? And he's he seen it in patches with Sturridge when he combines the both. He's very good, don't you worry about it. So you think he's had, he's had enough chances? Yeah, I, well, yeah I think, yeah. Definitely. I mean, but I mean, it, the problem is, he is a good option off the bench, isn't he? No, he's a good option off the bench. He just walks down the pitch, mate. Yeah. He doesn't seem interested, he doesn't look interested at all when he... Uh, I, I like Sturridge, but I do, I do, I think Klopp looks like he's made his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got to put your trust in the manager, haven't you? At the end oh, of the yeah, day, yeah. and you've got yeah. to, at some yeah. point there's got to be a change in the guard, and maybe that's where Salanki's in. Yeah. Yeah. I think I maybe he's playing Ings because he's sort of forced. Yeah. I don't think he's. He, he thinks no, Danny Ings. And, and I feel that Danny Ings on yeah. that because I think Danny Ings was really at the form when he first got injured. Scully yeah. Evans in. Yeah, yeah, Comes yeah. back, gets the injury yeah. again. It's like what you do there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we look really busy for us at times. Well, only time will tell, and hopefully, you know, we go through to the next round of the cup and we get three points of Huddersfield. Um, but I'd like to move on now to the uh, 10th anniversary of the Supporters Union, the Spirit of Shankly. So, Jay, you're the chair of the Spirit of Shankly. So, did you think when it was formed 10 years ago in the Sandon pub, the Liverpool spiritual home, did you think 10 years' time you'd be sitting in a pub? Discussion Porto prices because put, anyone who doesn't know, Porto put the prices up to um, sixty-six pounds for Liverpool's visit. Did you think you'd still be arguing with the club and Ufa and Porto ten years down the line? I didn't even think I'd be involved in SOS. I only went to that meeting and stuffed my hands up to have me say. <laughs> Funny enough, it's a little little story on that. Paul Rice. Uh, Fortunately, no longer with us, was chairing that first meeting on the 31st of January 2008 in the Sandin. And um, I'd gone along, a lad I knew from work had seen it was being circled in the set forums, which was 20, 20 I was at the time, I went along. And um, 
I ended up, a lad I knew from where went. He was the cousin of Fran Stanton, who went on to be RT, and I didn't know Fran, yeah. so I sat next to Fran, me and Fran both had to say, and it was John's lad, Dan, actually, messaged me on an internet forum about three or four days after that first meeting and said, Paul Weiss has said, you know, you should get involved, and I'm like, no, 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 and he's like, no, no, just come along to the first meeting, and I think I can blame Paul and Dan that I never got away, um, so yeah. no, I didn't expect to be here still talking about it, um, I, don't, I don't think any of us sort of imagined where it would go. From, from that one, um, what would but you look, say? Look looking back, back, back in ten years, yeah, looking back, I mean, those were the days of uh, mass marches, yeah. five thousand people, and uh, stay behinds after the game. But in reality, we only really had ten percent of the crowd behind us oh, because know. you know, I think the biggest um, stay behind was after the Sunderland was it Sunderland game, yeah. and I think there was five thousand at the most, and yeah. mainly in the cop. Uh, but now you can't meet anyone. Who Boston never Day. supported the, the campaign against the Americans? I mean, it, what do you think of looking back on those ten years? And obviously, people have got different opinions about the spirits of Shankly, and a lot of people don't, you know, uh, they haven't come across it, and people all around the world listen to this. What would you say the successes and failures are of the spirits of Shankly? Oh, it's a book on its own. Well, no one's ever written the book. Well, well, no, well Brian, Brian Reed mentioned it in his book. When Brian wrote yeah. his book, someone, I remember someone saying to us, we should write a book. And some, funnily enough, the other day, I replied to someone about something. They, 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 were, they remembered a meeting we'd had with the Premier League and something screwed them all, it said. And I said, I'm going to write something. And a lad got into something and went, a book? Like, no way. <laughs> I, I always say, if you like the Bible, you know, there'd be loads of different versions. Yeah, I yeah. I wouldn't be quite sure which bit was the two. Yeah. Um, in terms of successes, you know, one of the things that really does stand out for me was, and it's probably something less talked about, was the stuff we done to help Michael Shields and his family uh, when yeah. Michael was locked up. And I remember the first night that me and when it was suggested we should have some kind of union, and they were saying, you know, it shouldn't just be about six and Gillette. There's lots of things we can help support us on: travel, prices, the way we're treated. And Michael was mentioned, you know, Michael was incarcerated at the time, and you know. I don't, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say we take credit for it, but you know we did put our weight behind it and organise lots of things. And I remember going to London. We we organised a coach to lobby um, outside the Ministry the of Justice, court, yeah. and we went to the High Court and we went to, to Darnley to give a petitioning. And the plan was uh, Michael's aunties, sisters, and his mum were going to go and give this letter and petition to Sarah Brown, Gordon Brown's Prime Minister. Time. And the plan was, you know, do the usual thing, knock on the door, go to what? And she invited them in. Like, he didn't know what to do. And it's like, there was lots of little things like that where we were just trying to help out. And that's one of the big things for me. Yeah. I think, you know, aside from Nips and Gillette stuff, I think, you know, the big thing for us is, you know, it's a general one of making a real difference to supporters. You know, the money we've saved supporters via travel, the money we save fans going to away games, you know, £300 a year with that cap. What about the argument that the Premier League would have done that anyway? Well, well they weren't going to. They, they, they weren't going to. I think We're talking mean, about the £30 cap on yeah, away ticket prices. Cap, yeah. The Premier League weren't going to do that. I think, you know, it wasn't just us, others were talking about it, but, but Liverpool fans were the most active um, in, in doing something about it. The thing, what, what all of this fits into, that I am most proud of, I think it gets misused. But it's that we've given supporters a voice. We've given, we've said to them, you deserve a say in what happens at your club and, and what happens in football. 
and we've got everyone off from that, probably not. But we've got sh- ten years ago, if you'd have said to people, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be involved in whether they want to give us the credit or not. We're gonna be involved in, you know, forcing out owners. You know, Tom had said it himself. The noise that appears to be dealt with. He, he, you know, he, he, he called us that noise. He yeah. says. You know, he said in all his interviews at the time, there were certain people, people who made this pressure. Yeah. Tell, you know, the owners when they came in, the current ones, you know, said it was because of our... John Henry it. said that. John Henry said that, you know, if it wasn't for yourselves doing what he did, he wouldn't be an out. Well, John Henry said that and then went to ignore the years, but it's just shankly for the last five years. years. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, think, I think he was dark and forced, that way. I think in terms of, I wouldn't call them failures, but I had this conversation at Liverpool, Liverpool recently, for those who don't know. I've really looked at how they do support and engagement and I remember having a chat with Susan Black who's the director of comms about this and some will say well you shouldn't have done that or you shouldn't have done this but I, the thing I always try to say to them is understand why we did it if we made a mistake and I'm not sure we made many but if we made a mistake we were honest mistakes we weren't trying to be you know, we weren't trying to undermine the club we weren't trying to go after certain individuals we were trying to say you know we think something needs to be done um, I think our mistake was probably thinking it'd be easier than it was to get into them. I think we always imagined loads of people had joined. I think the other mistake we've made, failure, is we haven't actively gone out to as, as, enough people as we probably should to say, you know, join and be a part of this and help us do more. Or ask them to be part of the committee. I had this conversation with John before. But also, celebrate what we do. Yeah. And part of that isn't because we've done a lot of wrong. It's because we've actually, whenever we do something, you know, those of us who've been on the committee and, and used to the email whenever we do something we're always like right what next yeah, what yeah, can we do yeah, next yeah. let's go more let's ask for more let's, yeah. let's sign up it's just been a lot it's been a very 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 long game big, hasn't it there's two big things with that Jane you know, like, but you're, the biggest, one of the biggest things and a lot of people will know but some people you know, as you say some people don't know what the SO is, SO is or they think they do and they've got this misconception we're all volunteers we've all got yeah. other things to do and it's, it's a very easy thing to say you should do this but I'll take, take my word for it it's very hard to do in a normal work and life so we do, we do our best it's exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an unpaid job which someone done it for a paid job you'd be getting a lot of money for yeah, that, yeah, my yeah, worst, yeah. the amount of work that yeah. not just me everybody else does on the committee so but the other thing is, is that we don't do it for our own self glorification we don't do it for our own benefits, we do it for a lot of people, and that sounds a bit grand, but that's, that's the way I look at it anyway. No, I've never ever done anything that I've done for anybody, for myself at all, it's always been for somebody else. No, well, you know just, just as an example, it's not to take, you know, again, it's, none of us want to take credit for this, but, you know, Porto away, all of the community have played a part. I've, you know, the bits of work I've done on that this week, fitting it in around work and you know, putting things off to do stuff on it, releases or some interviews. I'm not even going to Porto away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not even going. Yeah. I haven't been to an away game domestically for since well before the thirty pound cap is. I wouldn't go now because I feel cheeky trying to jump back in. Yeah. But I haven't been, but I'll do it because it's the right thing to do yeah. for supporters. Because and those who do go shouldn't be treated. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things, you know, we picked on before. What, what have we achieved? The biggest thing we've achieved, and the club will never ever ever say this publicly, is that as and when the club needs a deal with the fan, the fan they'll always use the facade of what they've got the worldwide fan base but when something needs to be sorted on a, on a proper basis they come to us yeah, whether yeah. that's form off the record yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't make much yeah. difference as I said before it doesn't matter how the outcome is, 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 is yeah. arrived at it's the most important thing is to get the right outcome yeah. and I've said to them loads of times not, we're not here to be critical in respect of just for the sake of it we're trying to do the right thing for our football club yeah. but sometimes they don't see it that way but mm. I always think that we 
we always look at the same thing in, in two different ways. We look at our way, they look at their way. Yeah. But we're looking at it from our point of view because we're the ones affected by what they do. Yeah. And they can't see that sometimes. Yeah. That perfect example, what happened on Saturday at the game, for that youth game. You know what I mean? And they, they'll, they'll, well, just, they'll, they'll do. Not many people it. know what happens. No, but obviously there was so, a chaos. I didn't go to the game, but it was chaos. And it's on the problems Holland. getting in wasn't it? Problems getting in because of the Chain way they changed styles. Yeah. Yeah. But what the this is after Stephen Gerrard had asked yeah, people exactly. to say it up. Yeah. Club. Yeah. Uh, but the biggest problem the club will do, certain people at the club, not everybody at the club, all they'll do is bring the drawbridge in and just say, right, we've done nothing wrong with the app. Yeah, but you yeah. won't admit to it. Yeah, and so yeah. then, then you think, then they think you're having a goal, well, you're not. You're trying to help them through a process to make it better the next time. But they won't listen to you. Yeah. What, what about the argument that um, Hicks and Gillette were obviously were very good at the media, where they, <laughs> you know, they were like uh, they weren't media savvy at all. You know, they promised things that they could yeah. never deliver. I mean, unfortunately for them, it was the banking crisis when they were yeah. promising all these things. But don't you think FSG are just simply more media savvy? Yeah. Of course, yeah. They play it. And if they had not if they had not from what it's in So where's the campaigns against FSG then? Because I don't think there's... There's no campaign. They're not as bad as they. Yeah. They're not. They haven't put debt on the club. Is that what you mean? Of course they haven't. They haven't done that. The books will show you that, you know, the accounts over year on year will show you that they haven't. We get this asked as SMS. I've had a few run-ins with people on this you say you know FSG you should you should be calling for an FSG out campaign and my, my thing on this to, to them is that's not where people were at there isn't a critical mass of people that want to have that meeting like we did in the sand and 10 years ago yeah. about the ownership and we had that meeting because there was something to put it behind mm. there was Klopp not uh, sorry Benitez not long before that had been undermined he'd approached uh, Klinsman they promised to build a stadium and there was indications that that weren't going to happen and in or around it, just before we had that first meeting it became apparent that the debt that they'd used to purchase the club was being remortgaged onto the club yeah now which is something what, they said they'd never which, do yeah, yeah. which three of those things were things they said they'd never do they backed the manager they built a stadium and never put debt on the club and they, done all, they, they went against all of them they were, they were the three broken promises I say one of the things I I, I asked people who say the FSGL thing is that I think it's legitimate to criticise them, but to put them in the same category misunderstands the situation we were in then, and also makes it sound really easy about how you do some of this. We have, you know, the idea that you could, you can just launch a campaign to get all this out. You know, as as you know, Peter sort of joked and alluded to before. Even when. Hicks and Gillette had put 300 odd million pounds hit the death on the club, didn't build a stadium inside to sack Rafa Benitez for Jürgen Klinsmann. Yeah. People still didn't show it. No, yeah, yeah. Only, yeah. So, so it's only ever 10%. So, so, so yeah. without, yeah. without demonstrating proof, how do you do it? And also, the, the, the Hicks and Gillette stuff was very objective. It was about the future viability of the club, as proven by the fact that it went it nearly this administration and it went as far as the High Court. Yeah. FSG aren't in that place with us. I think there's questions to be asked of them, but the questions to be asked of them are much more subjective. Yeah. Are they, are, have they got the right strategy? I think they're making a mistake on that. Are they over here enough making a mistake on that? Is that the same as being in the public debt for yeah. me personally or not? It will well, be sure that. Yeah. But well, they, they, uh, well, they, they set up one system FSG, uh, the supporters committees, oh, yes. and now they've, um, they've abandoned that. 
and they've yeah. employed and they've abandoned it seems to have abandoned it after the ticket walkout yes, yeah. on 77 uh, against Sunderland wasn't yeah. it um, 2016 so they've abandoned that they've employed Tony Barrett ex Times journalist yeah. who a lot of us know anyway Great appointment, by the um, way. Yeah, and they've employed him do you think that's a genuine attempt well, to engage well, or do you think well, that's I, another camouflage well no, I, people around the table know my feelings on engagement with the club through the sports committee. But obviously, I think the one thing, the biggest challenge now for Liverpool fans is to get is stop fixating on their first year. And I, I don't think they're the best owners, I'll be totally honest with you, but they're here now, we've got to deal with them. They're putting processes in place where we can challenge them. Yeah. If it's done properly and people get behind it. And that's just what we need. Whereas when the SOS were going with Dixon Gillette, and we discussed, a lot of people didn't want to know us. A lot of people were saying, what are you doing that for? He didn't want to know. Now there's a process in place where if enough people get behind it, we hopefully should be able to put pressure on the club to do the right thing, whether yeah. it be on ticketing, whether it be on local access, whatever whatever them forums are, yeah. we should be pressurising them now to do the right so thing. So it's the threat the... of an organised yeah. body of people who can get onto the streets. Yeah, exactly, and also is that if you put enough pressure on them, hopefully they'll wilt. But yeah. the other big point about it, which is someone said to me during the week, is that Liverpool Football Club behind the scenes has completely changed. There's no one there to be in there from the old... Guard, if you want to call yeah, it, yeah. it's a completely you've swept the place clean. Yeah, yeah. Completely different people have come in, and they've got a different perception of how football fans are. Yeah. So it's up to us to make them realise what it's about to be a Liverpool football mm. fan of yeah. our club. So the only way we can do that is to get into them and get at them and yeah. speak to them. The last thing you need to do is basically not to, not uh, speak to them. What's so the what, point? What, what would you see in the next few years as the main topics for the yeah, uh, for the I, I think it'll be they'll be ticking. Pricing, to yeah. be pricing the ticket, pricing. availability of them, and who they give them to, basically. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. so they're the three issues that are going to dominate any discussions you'll have with the club. And obviously, the other one will be the stadium itself, whether they're going to extend it, yeah. and what they're going to do with the capacity when they extend it. Because yeah. obviously, when they've extended the new stand, they basically, in my opinion, bypassed the seat and said, oh, wait, for the money. Yeah. But they've done. So they can't do that. They did it with the Anfield Road, and I think they'll have a revolt on their hands. And that's just where you need to speak to them, to explain to them, you can't do that. And you're never going to do that if you're not inside the room with them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they're the big issues. I think there'll be some bits around that as well. You know, conversations around rail seating and standing up football matches, I think, will come up. I think one of the fascinating discussions that's going on at the minute, which is something that Keith has been benevolently involved in for us, is the way supporters are treated. Um, I think, you know, there seems to be a, a, a slowly emerging national conversation moving into some police officers now talking about you know maybe it's time to change some legislation on that so I think if, if you're looking at the big national things we might be involved in I think it might be yeah. you know that might be the big national next yeah. national thing Ra- I mean rail seating's a massive one but I wouldn't see the SOS leading on that no but I think you know. we'll be involved in them discussions yeah, I think, yeah. you know making sure the voice of Liverpool fans on both sides of that debate are yeah. heard you know seeing as we facilitated that, that conversation last time yeah yeah, so can you see in 10 years' time, 2028, can you see the Spirits of Shankly? You know what? He'll still be there. No, I'm <laughs> still here alive. But I think, I think it'll be a good thing if we're not here in a perverse way because hopefully then everything will be resolved and sorted. Because yeah. if, if we are still here, there's still problems in the football, yeah. in the game, which haven't been resolved, which will be a sad situation because yeah, yeah. we've never had so much money in the game at the moment and it doesn't look like it's going any 
away any chance too yeah. with these deals that they're talking about doing with like uh, Netflix and everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, more yeah. money coming into the game. Yeah. The players are going to take a lot more out of it. Obviously, yeah. and but supporters aren't going to benefit. No. So yeah, exactly. So we'll hopefully, in ten years' time, if we're not here, I think we've been a success. Yeah. Okay. Great. So what? That's a great point. Keep up. Um, for the 10th anniversary there's going to be a special event isn't it uh, yeah, anyone yeah, Jay could you tell us more about that yeah uh, there'll be a series of things uh, when you're listening to this there will be uh, it, will, it will be out there so go on the website if it doesn't sell to it I expect given um, the nature of it nature of it, it it will sell out you know we've had lots of people already saying to us are you doing anything so I expect they'll be straight on to us for tickets um, you know, we'll probably do other stuff throughout the year, but the 24th of Feb, for those who um, will want to know, for doing something soon, Saturday the 24th of February, 7pm in the Church Pub, which is just up the road from Manfield and just up the road from the stand where we first met. Um, opportunity for us to celebrate, um, you know, drink some food, but uh, there will be ex-players coming to speak. Shanky uh, players. Part of the yeah. Ex-Shanky players. So the purpose of the night, as well as us celebrating, is to pay tribute to you know, those players on which this football club is founded and built upon. Uh, there's been uh, a, a, a group of people uh, who run nights for Shankly Heroes um, who've been re- recognising and awarding these players and they need conversations about setting up a foundation to, to recognise them. With the club, them. with the club with itself. The club, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but so this isn't a club thing, is no, it? No, this isn't a club thing. This, so we're working with them um, to get a couple, few players down. I'll mention who they are in a minute. A few players down to... Um, do a Q&A John O'Connell's going to be performing as well uh, tickets are £25 and all Who, who's doing the Q&A? Uh, Brian Mead doing oh. the Q&A I'll, I'll come on to them in a minute because people will be pleased to know who's speaking uh, but it's a chance for us to, to recognise those players Spirits of Shankly are going to be honouring them the players that are there uh, with some statues that we've got for them some Bill Shankly statues uh, but all profits from the night are going to the formation of this Shanky Players oh, Foundation yeah. um, because they you know they didn't they didn't receive the riches that oh, modern day players absolutely and some of them have been struggling <coughs> lately unfortunately you know, Tommy Lawrence recently passed away and you know I know he struggled at times so yeah. we're going to be paying tribute to Tommy on the night and, and to his family some of his family are coming um, there'll be a, a raffle on the night so if people are listening to this and they've got prizes you know message us on Twitter or get in contact with us via the Spirit of Shankly website you know, if you want to donate any prizes, there'll be a way to make donations. That'll be um, explained on the Spencer Shankly site. Tickets can be bought on the Spencer Shankly site. Hopefully, there's some available when you, by the time you listen to this. The players, which is probably the big draw, because you want to be coming to, to see our faces. Um, Tommy Smith's going to be there, confirmed. Ian Callahan's going to be there, confirmed. And probably the big one for most people is Kevin Keegan. As confirmed, uh, so Brian has no doubt got his work cut out. Um, asking these... All of the questions that people will no doubt bombard them with when they hear that. Why uh, did you leave? Why did you leave? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, no, yeah. There's lots of questions to ask. You know, you know. I know you, Peter, have been involved in the Shankly, uh, the, the, the recent Shankly film, and you know, Kevin Keegan and that talk so fondly of Bill yeah. Shankly. Yeah. And it'll be fascinating to, to hear from him about, about that, what it was like playing under Matt, you know, what he learned from him, because Kevin Keegan's a, a National football hero, yeah. you know, went on and had a great career. Mm-hmm. You know, what did he learn from Bill Shankly? He learned, well, he said he admits, doesn't he? he learns everything. Yeah. He learns about life. To yeah. see him talking about that, and people have got the opportunity <coughs> for only twenty-five pound to remind you to, to come and hear that. So you know, you should be a car salesman, Jay. That's what you should be. Peter, honestly, I could only imagine the, the demand for this. I'll be after this. Yeah. So if you are listening to this, 
get no, involved. You know, and we will do other stuff throughout the night, uh, throughout the year. You know, it's, no, it sounds, nice. sounds, a, sounds a brilliant night and a great tribute to uh, Tommy Lawrence, whose funeral's on Tuesday in Warrington, and uh, a great tribute to the surviving Shankly heroes. Really. Yeah. I think it's um, it's it's fantastic that the spirits of Shankly and the Shankly Heroes Knights have got together on this because it's all, all for the, the players. I think the biggest thing they'll do is raise awareness, as you said before, about how some of these players, I wouldn't say they're living in abject poverty, but some of them are basically skint, which yeah. is sad to say. Um, so we'll raise the, the profile yeah. and the awareness of what's going on around. Yeah. You know, and it's this, a reality check, I you know, think. In, for, in this yeah. times of so much money in football, yeah. and you know, even in the last 25, 30 years, Players have earned a great deal of money out of football compared to what them players did. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so for me, that's what it's all about. It's a big, big reality check for the yeah, modern game, how you look at the modern yeah. game and how Liverpool Football Club was built, really. You know, and it was built on the blood and sweat of these players, wasn't it? And, you know, as you say, you've been to a couple of these recent uh, events and the players themselves are so humble, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're so, yeah. you know, they're made up with the adulation they get, they can't. You can't get nothing. Can't get enough. I think sometimes it's a bit overwhelming for them. John, are you looking? Are you bit? Are you going to be able to go if you can get a ticket? Yes, it's on the, in the lottery. <laughs> as soon as they're made available, I'll, I'll be getting mine. Yeah, and really looking forward to it. You're absolutely right about the place from from that era. Just like ordinary fellas, really. Just just like us yeah. compared to today's modern yeah, footballers. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. and sadly, listening to some of the families and listening to talking to Tommy's family, funny past away, you know. Not no. getting by, not getting the help, you know. No, and, and the, the creation of a foundation by the club is the yeah. right thing to do. It's to, the right to, thing to, yeah. to help yeah. these players. And I hope, as well as the fans putting their hands in the pocket as they will on the 24th, the club do. You know well, that, yeah. that the club do, and and the players. You know, talking about that film before, Stephen Gerrard talks about talked in it, saying, you know, yeah. if it wasn't for Bill Shankly and then players, yeah. would he have had the famous football club on a doorstep that he's went on and made you know fast sums from? Mm. And I don't think you, you know you're not saying to these players give. You know, huge amount of money. Yeah. You know, I think it, it's all, if, if, if all of the players who played for Liverpool and made you know a few million from it gave a couple of grand each, you know, it go a long, long way to helping some of these people. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. deserve to be recognised. You know, yeah, because the club still sells on them. By the way, that you know the, the boxes in the, in that middle, you know that middle tier yeah. that you stand, you know, have their names on the but wall. And then, and then same players, unfortunately, are in that room, and that's yeah. you know that that's a real pity. And I think yeah. you know, they should be honoured. You know, not just remembered but honoured. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully it's going to be a, a great night, and I think it's uh, it's great that that's being pulled together. Um, anyway, you've been listening to Ali LaRouge for the Liverpool Echo. Hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, thanks to John Nicholson, Keith Colvin, and Jay McKenna, the chair of Spencer Shankly, for coming along. And hopefully, we're going to be in the uh, the cup draw. And then we're going to destroy Huddersfield and back to normal service. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you.